This is the Orange Podcast, conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. Welcome back to the Orange Podcast. My name is Ellie Bryce and I'll be your host for this week's episode. We've seen another major milestone reach towards the plans to build the new conservatorium and planetarium with the development application being lodged late last week. It's a $20 million project that will make all the difference in our community. With me today is Councillor Russell Turner, who's the Planning and Development Committee Chair. And later we'll hear from Donna Riles, the Director of the Orange Conservatorium, and Rod Somerville, who's the man with all the information about the planetarium. But for now, welcome Russell. Thank you, Ellie. Great to have you on. It's um, obviously, as I said, very exciting news. Can you talk us through briefly what the project is all about? Well, just lodging the DA with Council, and we expect it to go through the usual process through Council, and it'll be, by the time we put it out on public exhibition, it's probably not going to a Council meeting for full approval until perhaps September. Mm, okay then, and obviously something that you know is going to sort of transform that area. Why, I guess, do you think the community will be excited about this? Oh, look, I think 98% of them will be. There'll be a couple of percent that uh, say we should be spending our money on something else and our rates are too high and all that usual thing. But we, we went through that over the years when we built the council chambers. Uh, a council was thrown out over that. Uh, when we built the theatre, when we built the museum, Whenever you build uh, public facilities such as these, a certain amount of the people are against it and they say it should be better roads or better health services or whatever. But once it's in, it's fully supported by the, the people, just like our theatre has been, our museum has been, the conservatorium and the u- uniqueness of having a planetarium as well. Uh, I think it will not only uh, be supported by the general population, it will add to our uh, tourism attractions uh, where people will come and make a special visit just to see the conservatorium and also the planetarium. Yeah, fantastic. And Russell, I guess this project's been on the drawing board for a while now, but I guess as we're starting to come out of COVID, the government's throwing a little bit more money around trying to help communities get back on track. But I guess, do you think this is the right time that we're asking for that little bit extra to get the project fully complete? Well, absolutely, Ellie. We've got the full support of uh, the federal government where they've put in $10 million. And that's not going to sit in the, the, the drawer forever. They'll want it drawn on eventually. Uh, Council has committed up to $5 million, uh, partly through the sale of the site where the present conservatorium is, and also some uh, money that's been committed by the Council itself. We're just looking for a top-up of 4 or $5 million from the State Government. And whilst the State Government's promoting, they're, they're going to put some money into regional areas to get the... The, uh, the community going, get jobs uh, generated through the post-COVID period. We think it's an ideal time and uh, we hope that the, uh, the this will just urge the government to bring forward their commitment of that four or five million dollars so we can proceed and start the project this year. Yeah that's right which yeah. is what we all want and as you were saying earlier Russell we touched on the fact that you know when there's anything you know a major development being built sometimes obviously it upsets a few people in town but do you think overall this will sort of transform this main precinct here in the middle of town? Well, Ellie, I think it'll just absolutely finish it off. Uh, You've got the the council chamber, the theatre, the museum, the art gallery, 
extensions are going on to the art gallery very shortly. Uh, this is just a little bit of no man's land at the at what seems to be at the back of the uh, precinct at the moment, but this will finish it right off. There'll still be room alongside for the farmers markets, so facing Peasley Street, so that's one, one uh, concern that uh, some people have. And Russell, earlier you touched on as well that, you know, some obviously will say that this money should be going to roads or footpaths or wherever it may be, but I guess why is it important that we keep moving forward with developments such as this rather than injecting it into roads and footpaths? Well, for one thing, Ellie, uh, whilst we've got a conservatorium at the moment and there's, there's, oddly there's people that could pr nearly proudly say, I've never been to the conservatorium, I've never been to the theatre. There, there are people out there that, you know, proudly say those sorts of things but the conservatorium at, at the moment is running out of room. The building is starting to fall apart. It's served its purpose. Uh, it, it has been adapted over the years from what it was previously uh, but we're having trouble with uh, water leaks and general maintenance issues and we don't want to spend a lot of money on that building at the moment because we know we're going to move within a very, very short time. We're running out of room as far as students. We've got over 1,100 students up there at the moment and 30, 40 full-time, part-time teachers. It, it is you, gone past its use-by date. We're, we're squeezing students into rooms that are not really suitable, they're not soundproofed and things like that. So if we are to continue to attract new people into town and one of those attractions that we do have a conservatorium, it's a little bit embarrassing at times to take them up to the present building. Whilst it's doing a great job, it's time to move on, build a new conservatorium that we'll all be very proud of. Thanks so much for that, Russell, and thanks for coming in today. We'll be sure to check back in once construction gets underway. We're now going to cross over to Alan Reader, who has caught up with Donna Riles, the director of the conservatorium, and Rod Somerville, the man with all the information about the planetarium. Thanks, Ellie, for the Orange podcast. This is Alan Reader. It's been great this week to see some coverage of the launched lodging of the DA for our new conservatorium. It's a project that's been in the pipeline for a long while. As well as the conservatorium, there's been long-term plans for a planetarium in Orange. And we're here right in the middle of where the, where the planetarium uh, dome will be built with a man who's been pushing it for a long while, Rod Somerville. Rod, pleased to get to this point? Definitely. Very much so. Um, it's been well and truly over a decade since we first had the idea and trying to uh, to push it with everyone and that we could uh, sort of around town and with council so definitely very happy to be at this stage the longer you leave it the better the technology gets definitely. the thing you were proposing to build 10 years ago is probably vastly different to what we're about to build now oh definitely it's um, one of the things that uh, we've actually had numerous discussions with planetarium suppliers and so on and, and they've all sort of mentioned that um, because it has taken so long that the technology has advanced so far. I mean, we're now up to the point where we have um, available things like LED domes that can have 8K resolution and more. As well as looking at the stars, uh, this is an educational facility, isn't it, that will be able to be used by a range of people who need to see high-quality projections? Oh, definitely. It, uh, in the beginning, planetariums were purely to display stars and they'd have slide projectors that would uh, show images of planets and things like that. But these days, with digital technology, we can show anything. I mean, uh, one of the things um, we've always talked about is to, for instance, 
have a virtual trip down Cadia, down the mine. So, you know, sort of film sort of on top of a truck as they go underground and to be able to display that in the dome. I'm guessing we've got lots of medical specialists in Orange. There'd be all sorts of ways of teaching surgeons by having a, a visual tour of the human body. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, a, apart from the uh, sort of, as I say, the, the mine experience and astronomical experiences, then there's virtually sort of unlimited number of any scientific um, area that you can think of that can be displayed inside the dome. Back to astronomy, um, the region is really well set up in terms of Australian terms with the radio telescope at Parks and the, the Siding Springs telescope at the Coonabarabran. Does this sort of educational, um, is this a, a foot in the door to people coming to the region to see that? Definitely. Um, you know, we do have a very rich astronomical history here in the Central West and there are people that sort of do the tourist trail and sort of visit all these astronomical sites. But unfortunately, sort of for them, um, in a lot of cases, they either bypass Orange or only stay a night because they're on their way to Parks or Coonabarabran. Whereas having the planetarium and, as I say, a world-class planetarium, there's really only four others in Australia that would uh, be equivalent, um, it allows them or sort of gives them the opportunity to actually stop here in Orange and spend more than just a passing day to spend a, a couple of days. And then of course, once we have them stopping, then they can experience all the other wonderful things that we have here in the town. So we're here on the, on the site of a future conservatorium, about 50 metres from, from March Street, just back from Peasley Street. Um, I'm with Donna Riles from the Orange Conservatorium. Donna, we'll be almost in the middle of a... If we were back here in a few years' time, we'd be almost in the middle of a 250-seat auditorium. What do you we think of that? We would. Um, a purpose-built music auditorium. Nothing like it, I think, in regional Australia. I think um, what why, Orange... Why will it be better than other concert halls that you've visited lately? Because it's being designed to those standards. So it's um, something that is going to be a real boon for regional Australia, not just New South Wales, but um, to have something of this... Um, degree of uh, design and uh, capability, technology, um, acoustically carefully designed and, and um, built. Um, it's going to be amazing. A top flight musician, if they're thinking about where to arrange a tour in Australia, would they really be thinking about the quality of concert facilities? Absolutely. I think they're going to put Orange at the top of the list, um, ahead of some of the other um, you know, recital um, halls around the country, um, but alongside, I should say, the Melbourne Recital Hall or the Sydney Opera House, um, the Sydney Recital Centre. You know, it's going to be up there with that standard. So it's just a delightful thing that Orange City Council has um, worked over a number of years uh, to consider doing and we're to this point today of actually lodging a DA and there's a lot of excited people around the community. Um, you know the conservatorium itself reaches to people from all ages from 12 months old right through to 90 years engaged in all sorts of community music making programs and you know singing and playing and um, just enjoying you know the wonderful um, thing that music brings into people's lives. The state government has always got to make some tough financial decisions. Um, they, want, they want jobs, they want economic impact. 
does your organisation, the Conservatorium, employ lots of people? We do. And look, you know, um, if there was something that we could say to New South Wales government, we're achieve, we're helping you achieve your targets. Premier, we're helping you achieve your targets for audiences, incre- increasing audiences in regional and rural New South Wales. And we're also, on our books at the moment, we have 42 people on the payroll. So, you know, there's a lot of employment associated day-to-day with the Conservatorium, but also the engagement of touring artists and, of course, the whole um, pyramid of people that are involved in um, performances, whether they be theatre, music, um, you know, right through to the motels and um, cafes that enjoy uh, people enjoy coming to when they come to a concert, if they're coming to town for that. Thanks very much for that, Alan, and a big thank you to Donna and Rod as well. It's great to see things finally get underway. We're now going to hear from Orange City Council CEO Dave Woodell for his weekly wrap. That was really good to hear from Councillor Turner, who's been involved in that conservatorium planetarium project for years. Um, really, really persistent. What we're doing is getting a lot of these projects shovel ready. The state wants to give out money, but they really only want to give it to shovel ready projects. So for things like the conservatorium, getting the DA lodged, getting it approved is really going to help us. Same thing happens on quite a few projects like the mountain bikes, which is what we're doing as well. Anyway, have a good week. Um, We've had some lovely rain this weekend and uh, I'll see you around.